You're listening to Real Talk with Toya, Lex, and Chris. This is a podcast where we take the time to reflect, embrace our past, talk about life, or just sit back and laugh. You'll get a front row seat of what it's really like to be in our group chat. Let's start the show. Coming to you live. You already have it. <clears throat> Sister Toya. Put, Sister uh, Toya, the love language. <laughs> the love language. Chapter uh, one, verse three and four. <laughs> Look, I just put my book up. Look, hold on. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> I just put my book up. What are love languages? So there are five love languages. They're all the same though. They don't, you know how there be different books with different, like the Bible, different interpretations. Right. They're they're all the same. same. Okay. Yeah. So there's words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. meaning saying supportive things to your partner. There is acts of service, doing helpful things for your partner. There's receiving gifts, giving your partner gifts that tell them that what that tell them you were thinking about them. There's quality time spending meaningful time with your partner and there's physical touch being close to and caressed by your partner Mm. (laughs) oh we took the love language quiz who wants to jump it off i can go yay okay so oh no wait i'm gonna go with just a second okay it's cool i i had pulled up the previous one so i'll get to that one in a second but um my top one when i took it so i took it back in 2019 after i got married um and then recently took it again and it's funny that the first two flip-flopped so this time the first was quality time and let's see what the percentage was Second was words of affirmation. Um, The first time it was words of affirmation first and then quality time second. So Mm -hmm. cool to see that they they stayed the same as far as top two, but the fact that they flipped was kind of cool. And I think I can kind of understand why that may have happened because Mm -hmm. kind of to our point that we were talking about earlier um now that we have a kid our timing is it's not limited because we're home all the time because of COVID still but um most of our focus is on him Mm. um and that's Mm -hmm. fine you know wouldn't have it any other way but I think that is like I the, the words the encouragement that's still very vital and important to me but now I think I they say actions speak a lot of than words. So now that we've been married for five years, um, you know, the actions have shown through various things that he does for me. Um, and so now that that key, like quality time is, it's funny, even when we have photo sessions to do on the weekend, you know, my mom or his mom or his sister will come and watch Titus or we'll take him to them 
just that little time like even though we're technically going to work you know it's still cool like this is our little day date mm-hmm. you know and, you, and I'm, I'm riding the back seat still because the car seat is in the back and and so there's no space in the front so it's kind of funny that he's kind of like chauffeuring me around but still just that like I guess somewhat intimate time in the car and then you know just kind of being able to work beside him even though we're working like him just being there um is really cool so yeah those are my top two and then so we had quality time which was 33 percent words of affirmation 27 so real close um physical touch was 23 and acts of service was 13 and receiving gifts was three percent and I'm pretty sure receiving gifts just because pretty much ordered something from Amazon every other day for myself so it's okay if he doesn't buy it for me (laughs) I got acts of service first and quality time second um I did take this before and it's the same thing for me it's always been the same thing which is interesting um acts of service is right up my alley Mm -hmm. like any any time that he does something for me or helps me with I get butterflies all over. <laughs> I mean it's just it's just something about that. I don't know what it is. Um I think it's more so of when he helps me do something versus doing it for me because I don't mind mm-hmm. doing a lot of things, but that helping part really does it. Like last week um he knows that I like vacuuming out my car it's very therapeutic for me for some reason and so he typically lets me do that on my own like he doesn't really offer a step in but something about him like we're going to go wash your car and we're going to clean it out something about us doing that together was just like dang this is dope like you know just I don't know why but it, it was we got it done so much quicker and stuff that I didn't typically like doing, he did it. And it was just, it really spoke my language, if I should say. Or yeah. if I come home and the dishes are done or he's straightened it, like that little stuff just means so much to me. Just, it, I don't need a lot. Um, but that acts of service, yeah. especially having a kid, is just, or him saying, I'll get Nala her bath and I'll get her ready. It's just like, oh, thank you. But I'm not, even though my mind be on that mode, and sometimes I don't know how to adjust when he interjects like that, but it'd be helping. You know what I mean? Like if, if I know I have to clean yeah. still or still straighten up and he takes that one little load off, I'd be like, yes, thank you. And then that quality time, well, extra service is 30% and quality quality time was 23%. And like you were saying, Kristen, just little moments in the car, like, or mm-hmm. if we drop Nala off just for school, we just go get breakfast. There's just, we don't even got to talk, like just being there. Like sometimes I'll still be doing work and he'll be on his phone. And it's just us there or going to the park and just walking the just track. Just, just yep. little stuff. Like it's not a 
it's not big notions and big gestures. It's just kind of reconnecting in in another way of being another way of being intimate, in other words, like or just talking about life without having to mention a kid, you know what I mean? Or cater to a child. So yeah, those little moments do, they just do something to my soul. Like I, and even if, even when the gifts come, it's just kind of like, yeah, I appreciate it. But that's not really what just sends me over the edge, you know, just helping Uh me and being my helpmate. That's, that's it right there. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all guess <laughs> what y'all think my number one is. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say between. <laughs> mm, that's tough. I'm gonna say, I would say act- words of affirmation or receiving gifts. It's not. I can't okay. see it being. Act what you think? <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say acts of service, but then because, and the reason I say that is. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking that for you. Mm-hmm. Toya too. Okay. Well, too. I'm doing this. That's what I was exactly like. That's the, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Go Toya. So acts of service is at the very bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it myself. Yeah. I will do it myself. But no. Um, so my first one. Yeah, my first one is quality time with 37%. Oh, and wow. then my second one is words of affirmation with 20%. Um, oh, well, words of affirmation and physical touch is tied at 20%. And then receiving gifts is 17%. And then acts of service is 7%. Oh, wow. You got, you got a close, <laughs> close runner off in that one through four, but that number five... <laughs> Well, your arts is almost the same except the last two. They were flip flop. Yep. Kristen, what was what was your physical touch one? Um 23. Oh, mine was 10. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Like, don't touch me at all. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, so when I did this last year, I had the exact same. The The only thing that flipped was physical touch and receiving gifts, but they were still closed. They just flipped from third to third and fourth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm definitely one of those. I wouldn't even know. I didn't even realize that my words of affirmation was that high. Um. But I guess these days, I'm about to say I guess maybe I need to be for a change. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So quality time has always that's always been my number one. Like we don't have to like Alexa said we don't have to be having a conversation. We can just be in a room, like working on something. You know, that's just how I am. Yeah. Um. What What was your receipt? What, you what were you gonna say, Kristen? You said 17? Um, My receiving gifts was 17%. It was 17%. Okay. Mine was, what was yours, Kristen? For receiving gifts? Mm -hmm. Three. (laughs) (laughs) 
I will say the one gift that I've gotten in the last year that I have probably thanked him for like a ton of times is um, the new computer mm-hmm. because I had my old mm-hmm. MacBook for like over 10 years mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. y'all editing pictures on that thing and it was rough like it was so slow and he actually had gotten me a different computer like a year or two ago but it wasn't an Apple cool i'm not i'm not bougie to apple but i just know for what like the the creative programs that i have to use is it's one of the best you know machines for that it's like finally the fact that he bought me an apple was a big deal mm-hmm. um but that was so that's really the only like and of course i'm appreciative like because he's the type he'll he'll see a need and 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 buy it like if he you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so I mean, I think it's super, like, it, it always makes me smile and it's super sweet, but it's not like, like, I'm not the, you need to buy me something so I know you love me type girl, you know, that's not, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the gifts that yeah. are are meaningful, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you know, kind of like what you just said, that is meaningful more so because it helps your vision, your creativity mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It fits in that niche, like. I think he bought me like a um it was a a book about being positive. You know, it wasn't something just random. It was thought about, you know what I mean? Like I like stuff like that. If you don't give me mm-hmm. give, make it make sense. Like give me a new book bag. Something Some that yeah. Yeah. stuff that fits my personality. If you buy me a new purse, I'm gonna be like, why? Or it's gonna sit there right you know like just yeah or you know just but that, I, I think that's that's interesting you were at a three percent but you, you know, know I've always been like that because even like you know before and I think it, it just has something to do with me being funny about money like I've never wanted people to buy stuff for me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I'm, I've never I'd always be the one who would say like I'll pay for my food or I'll pay for our food or I just always been really funny about I don't know why but just receiving stuff like that has always been kind of like a just I've been real funny about it so I guess money is a means of control though you know some people use it as a means to control you they do yeah I bought you that and you know like you some stuff you some people you don't want buying you stuff or you don't want to receive yeah. this yeah exactly so, like nah you can have this back <laughs> could you guess what his love language is if you could oh, listen i'm so glad you asked that question dearest friends <laughs> i have been trying to get xavier to read the book and take the test since we've been married he believes he doesn't have a love language really like he he skimmed through the the kind of description of each one of them. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't have a love language. His love language is acts of service. But it's weird because the way love languages work is typically what you get what what you give the most is typically what yours is. Mm-hmm. So right. But it's weird. It's so and and this is why I'm I'm almost like you may be on to something slightly because he prefers to do it. He prefers, so he, like I said, he's always, if he sees a need with me, with anybody, like, if you, I mean, literally, if he comes over to your house and you're like, this doorknob, something is up. Oh, well, you know, uh, let me look. Um, 
you know, Home Depot has it. I can put it on for you. Like he's just, that's, he does that. That's his thing. <laughs> but then it's like, when I try to do something, he's like, baby, I got it. It's okay. Like, I think he, he does appreciate it, but he's, I don't know if he's just not receiving it, but that mm-hmm. is his love language. That's what he puts out. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then receiving gifts, definitely not. Uh, I think for words of affirmation, no, he could care less. He hates any kind of praise. Um, <laughs> I mean, physical touch, I could say yes to that because he's a dude. Um, yeah. And then quality time, I could see, so I could see probably top three or top two being acts of service as number one. In between physical touch and quality time for number two, the other one's probably not even on the list at all. That's um, his love language in your personality of what you can give. You know what? I don't. I did not look to see, um, and I didn't screenshot all that either. Me either. I was just asking off the top. <laughs> I don't know. I have to do research and follow up with that. Um, Based on your love language, Toya, what would be the ideal person? For you, who oh, what, somebody who's quality time, quality time, matching. Yeah, Terrell, I wouldn't even up. say. Yeah, it would have to be. It would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be quality time because words of information. It's hard for me. I don't know. It's hard for me to like give people words of information. I feel like, which is why I thought it was weird that that was like my number two. Hmm. That's interesting because I'm, you know, you I, see what I'm saying. I feel yeah. like I overdo it with words of affirmation to people. Um, and what was it, that for you? Number two. It, but but it was number one when I took it in a couple few years ago. Before. Um, but but yeah, so I can see yours being that because I feel like that you are the words of affirmation person. You are too, though. See, yours is just more so not yours. I don't is feel like indi- I am. Yours is indirect, though. Through, oh, okay. all your, through all your posts and everything all that's positive affirmation to people it may not be true, true. Kristen uh you're gonna but could you individually know. get up every morning and be like you're gonna like if you're having a moment like no you're such a positive person you'll find a way you know would you be able to pull that out of your person every day no matter what mood you're in for me, yeah. If it was worth no, <laughs> I'm definitely not. You say, can I tell that person that? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Toy said she ain't baby and nobody. <laughs> Gotta find a different way to spin it. Yeah, I don't know. Words of affirmation is hard. Um, I would say it's more so hard because if you're in that moment, if you're having your own moment. How do you say supportive things to other people? And sometimes saying supportive things to other people pulls you out of your moment, but it's still not that go-to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah I don't. I don't know. Words of affirmation is hard. I like it, but not. That was number three for me. Words of to affirmation. give it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I like you to know. be told. You know, and and I think it's low key though. It's just. It may not be something that I will always say, but I think deep down inside, I do like hearing supportive things. You know what I mean? I like to hear that people are proud of me or you are doing a good job and this is how you're doing a good job. Like I will always ask Terrell, like, 
why do you like me? Like, what is it about me that you like? You know what I mean? Not just say, oh, you know, you, you look at me, but what about me you like that's positive? Uh-huh. That, you know what I mean? I, so low key, I do like those things. It just may not be the top forefront. priority for you. Yeah, yeah, but it does feel good to uh-huh. hear it. And then I almost thought about, I'm like, well, if I felt like this, what does my person feel like? Because I'm naturally not doing it either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, does he low key want those right. same things? So I'm like, hmm. So that's why we kind of did the 30 days of being positive, like saying positive things about each other that we admire, that we like. And it was it was such a game changer because we saw things that you normally would not pay attention to, or you wouldn't think your person pays attention to mm-hmm. about you. And it's like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. But as soon as them 30 days was over, <laughs> it did, it was not a a free flow yeah. kind of thing. So that's how I know it wouldn't typically be the love language for me. I just think I like receiving it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And I think with anything, right. kind of like do it with intentionality. So it doesn't have to be something that's an everyday thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Like now I, and I get what y'all did. I'm not saying anything about that, but just in general, like because those those words could come on a day when you really need it you know what I'm saying and so, that, so like you said it, it may not be what you need to know your your person loves you but it's definitely you know because even with Xavier deep down inside somewhere he he likes hearing it yeah but he really he really it does shot back from any kind of praise like he he doesn't and I can say some people say that, that they don't really want it. And they don't mean that. I can say he really means it, but I think he's still a human. So yeah, he's still it a still human. means something to him. Yeah. You know? yeah, like, yeah. And it's actually well, really I think funny. it puts you in oh, an awkward yeah. space. <laughs> I think it puts you in an awkward space too when somebody's like complimenting you on something. You know what I'm saying? It makes you like uncomfortable. Like, oh, don't tell me. It's almost like you can see through me. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times people are kind of like no don't don't say anything that's a good point that's a good point too yeah yeah I yeah I well I actually had to learn how to take compliments about myself um but it's weird because that's still my love language but I had to really learn yeah I guess I guess when it when it's to certain topics maybe is what makes me kind of like weird but yeah I was actually thinking earlier like I thought about it for like two seconds and I was like, I don't do this. I really thought about making a video, whether it was a live video or just me talking and posting it to social media to kind of encourage people whose love language is words of affirmation that, because think about it, like, yes, we're talking about this for our relationships, but in, in reality, your love language translates to all relationships and all kind of interactions, you know, in your life. So kind of to your point told you about the whole algorithm thing um if your love language is words of affirmation then that means when you post certain things it matters when people react to them or they they don't and so my my encouragement was going to be whether it's a creative or just literally someone who may be venting and trying to get something off of their chest kind of you know I don't have anybody to talk to or whatever the case is will be, Hey, go to these people, reach out to these people aside from social media, because they legitimately just may not be seeing your mm-hmm. post. It has nothing to do with the fact that they don't support you, that they don't love you. They just legitimately may not see it, you know? 
And so anyway, I was just mm-hmm. kind of saying that, and that could be with anyone who maybe their love language isn't words of affirmation, but I just know that that does matter. You know, the, the interactions, even through a, a social media post, it matters, you know, to people. Who, it does. It does matter. So, but I think sometimes social media, like what you were saying, Toya, how when people compliment you or, you, you know, it's that, it's that awkward space. I think social media created that, especially when you get a compliment in person. It is a shy away. Mm-hmm. But on social media, you have time to digest it more so behind a a, a screen. Like you can like, oh, That's you know, true. that made me feel good. That so it kind of desensitizes you in a way when you get in front of people, you don't know how to respond, respond to it. Yeah. Because social media, mm-hmm. you can read it an hour before and come back and be like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. You had time to think about uh-huh. it versus being on the yeah. spot. It's like, oh, because <laughs> my dumb self would naturally be like, just in casual speaking, they just be like, you know, um, like if you, th- like you know how you sometimes just be like, you too, and it uh-huh. don't have nothing to do with the, what they just said, but you just... Mm. And I was like, wait, that didn't sound right. So it's just, and now it's awkward because now you're yeah. like, dang, I just embarrassed. Or like, like um, your hair, your hair is pretty. Not as pretty as yours. Right. Uh-huh. Wait, but it, but their hair's not pretty. Like, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like one of those natural things, but those are those awkward moments that I think, unfortunately, social media has killed for that that in-person interaction you know what I mean mm-hmm. even with dating you know that oh yeah it's still a barrier there that keeps people from knowing how to have conversations um, oh yeah that and text messaging yeah bad. I mean yeah. honestly it keeps people from fulfilling their love languages honestly you know what I mean like you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The physical touch, spending quality time, giving gifts. Like, I mean, yeah, you can do online gifts, but it's still not the same, you know, acts of service. So right. it's so it's just so interesting how things evolve, even in friendships, because I, I believe friendships have love languages too, based mm-hmm. on who you're in front of. Like, yeah. how do I help this friend based yep. on who they are and what helps them? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then in your relationship, like physical touch being that that is the lowest for me. And it, it's Terrell's love language. Yeah. <laughs> it is very hard. I will not lie. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Right. I don't know yeah. what it is. I just, I don't know if it's the origin part. You know how we talked about that, how you grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's hard. For you I think it could be that. a mixture of both, but right. But I also think that that's that's the good thing about learning what your love languages are. It's because, like you said, your love language is not physical touch. But it's <laughs> like if you go give him a gift, like that's not filling his cup. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like that's not filling his cup at all. So it's mm-hmm. like. He's not going to be the best person that he can be towards you because you're not filling his cup. 
and the same vice versa. Like if you're not spending time with me and you're buying me gifts, well, I don't want these gifts. That doesn't mean anything to me. You know, like you have to sit down and and have quality time. So I like that because like if if both of the people in the relationship um, or friends and family or whoever can translate those love languages of whatever your love language is, that's how they feel love. So that's how they kind of know that you, you know, you love them. And like you said, Lex, it's like you're at the bottom and he his is at the top. Like it's like you gotta fight to yeah. like, you know, sense yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, he, like, he is a touchy feely person. And I'm like, oh my God. And every time he's like, you know, this is going to happen. And I'll be like, and you know, this is going to be my reaction. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it, it is, but I do find when yeah. he speaks my love language, it, it, make, it does make it easier for me to respond to his. Yep. Yeah. And that's so exactly how it works. Exactly. It does. Yeah. It mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier to, to respond to it. Cause I mean, I don't, I can't remember what he did that one time. And I was just like, Ooh. I might sit beside you today. <laughs> might rub your bald head. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know, but you, you're right. I just thought that yeah. was just so interesting because you do, you do. I think there has to be a balance. You <laughs> have to be a match, but you know, if me and Terrell looked at every sign, like even down to Zodiac signs and stuff like this, we're not supposed to be together because we we're not compatible in a sense because mm-hmm. of how one we're both stubborn mm-hmm. we both have strong wills and we're living under the same roof lord have mercy <laughs> but yeah. that's that 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 will and that desire to want to see both of us succeed that we get in mm-hmm. our own way sometimes, you know what I mean? And that's, mm-hmm. that's coming back to mm-hmm. grounding and that comes back to meditation and that comes back to looking at each other as souls and humans first versus just identity of Terrell and identity of Alexis. It's like, you know what? He's still a human. He still needs, he still desires just like I want the same thing. So that's, that's part of going back to deprogramming, desensitizing yourself from those man-made constructs those roles that mm-hmm. are put in relationships mm-hmm. in itself is it or put in put in as far as families too like I did have a big issue with how people or how society has made what men are supposed to do in a relationship and what women are supposed to do in a relationship what men are supposed to do in families what women mm-hmm. that really bothers me like what who's to say yeah what if one of y'all are not here Exactly. You know what I, mean? I, I can't stand it. <laughs> like, um, right, because I need somebody to take this trash out every day if that's the case. <laughs> exactly. Or kill all the bugs, kill all the spiders, you know what all I mean? All of them. But that's not reality, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, I'm very not thankful that I did learn certain things. Like, I just, I mean, even the incident that happened to me a couple of weeks ago when my tire blew. Yes, it was very scary because I had a whole kid that I was responsible for, but guess what? I did, I do know how to change a tire. You know what I mean? So it was just one, me getting right. out of my, my, my emotions and like, okay, let's just do what you have to do. 
So that was not the issue of, oh, I got to call a guy or man to come do this. Yes, I could have very well did that, but I did know that I was capable of doing those things because what if I didn't have a male to call to do that? And at that point, I had a whole kid. I couldn't afford to be sitting on the side of the road like that. So I was thankful that I did have the ability to change a tire and to be able to do that Mm -hmm. without having the construct of, oh, a man is supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. I I get it, but it's okay for you to have those skills to be able to do it because you may not always have a man to do it. But even in that situation, a man still did it (laughs) because a man pulled over and offered to help me. And I also looked at it that situation of being a godsend situation because the way he struggled to take that tire off, I know I would have struggled <laughs> 10 times more to take that tire off. So I was just like, right. I was just thankful mm-hmm. that I, I did have the ability to do it. And you didn't allow yourself to be constricted to exactly. the role. Of yeah. That. And that, yeah. that's, I think it's, it's, it's a big mind thing, you know? like in certain households yes maybe certain things may happen but but to know that it doesn't have to be that way um because I think we're talking before Mm -hmm. about my perspective of just something like simple as cooking in the kitchen you know Mm -hmm. what I saw growing up but now I'm realizing Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way like (laughs) typically most um he makes Titus's bottles um you know and then I like I'll put him to bed or or we'll do bad time together, or um, he'll cook, or I'll I'll get the trash sometimes. You know, like it it mm-hmm. it doesn't. And, and it it may be, It may be that majority of the time he gets all the trash up and stuff. Um, I mean, he ultimately he's the one who takes it out. But it, the fact that it's okay if 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 I do it too, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's. Right that's the the thing because like you said the society has 100% made it to where certain certain th- labels have been put on different genders to do things and it's like doesn't have to, who who said it has to be who's that way just, I just think like, it's put more stress on the person yeah you know what I mean to fulfill those obligations like I hate that that notion of you know men are supposed to just be the providers and this that and other but not every male can do that. Not every male has the mental capacity to take that load. You know what I mean? To get out here and work and work and work and work. Right. That might stress that person out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are we not owed a conversation to say, hey, is that something you want to do? Like, you know what I mean? Maybe they want to be the stay-at-home dad. I, don't I was know. just about <laughs> to say, like, there are, contrary to popular belief, there are some men who do bond better with the babies over the mother. You know, I, I feel like I, I will say a majority is probably not just because of the connection that you have with your baby. You carry them, him or her, but there are some that yeah. that relationship, like I, I'm actually friends with the guy who he has both of his girls. You know, he has not sure what happened, but I've seen it. Yeah, you know? yeah I have too. And so, yeah, to say that's wrong. Exactly. Like, it's okay. That's right. what I see. So, yeah. 
It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. I think it should be wiped away because, like, just even talking about childbirth in itself, when you don't know what happens once the baby is here, you don't know what happens to the mom, you don't know what happens to her mentally, physically, etc. And if the role is only supposed to be that the mom takes care of the child, and something happens to her, or she just mentally checks out, exactly. what's going to happen to that child? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like exactly. I just, you know, I just think it just should be, we should just do our part. Like everybody just help, you know what I mean? Like don't put so much it should, weight it should and burden be equal on. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, it just needs to be equal. But it's like, why as the mother do I have more rights than the father has? Like we both created this. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, honey, so they will let you know that in hospital too. Yeah. Don't be like, yeah. We wasn't married. You know, I, we had to sign a form, child born out of wedlock. I, I felt some you. kind of way about that. I was yeah. so mad. Like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. That was, that annoyed me completely. Yeah. And just because, I mean, yeah, I, I was considered the primary parent because I'm the mother. But I'm just like, that's so mm-hmm. conflicting. But the thing is, you know, a lot of people will say it's because it, it that is typically that way, but it's typically that way is because society made it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. for black families in itself, it's made to create division. It's made to where they don't like the mother and the fathers together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They set it up mm-hmm. to create that division to where we will have a system to fall back on. But what happens if the dad was the sole parent do they have a system to fall back on like the mother so i mean it's already programmed for it to be that way i just i just hope that minds that there are minds out there that are aware and sound enough to understand we don't have to keep this program going we can Mm -hmm. interrupt it you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. just take a stance that we help each other, you know what I mean? Like, it really does take a village. And if you can't even yeah. create the village in your home because you're you're so worried about roles, how are you going to create the village outside of the home? I don't, I don't understand, you know exactly. what I mean? Right. But. Yeah, I actually was talking to Xavier the other day and I was like, uh, like, there have been a couple of nights. So there was this meme that I saw and it said, um, I'm going to start sleeping on my husband's side of the bed because on that side, they don't mm-hmm. hear the babies cry. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, that just made me think about like mm-hmm. at nighttime, like I pretty much taken that responsibility that I'm getting mm-hmm. up with him, you know, because Xavier is such a heavy sleeper. He legitimately doesn't hear it. Mm-hmm. but I, I, I've had mm-hmm. to tell my I've had to tell myself at times like because you know when you're sleepy it's just like being hungry you get you hangry you I don't know what the the mix of those two would be but it can be you know a little <laughs> like overwhelming sometimes like bro get up right like, then I tell myself in the next breath or in the next thought no he is okay this mm-hmm. dude does so much mm-hmm. You yeah. find your, yourself talking, talking yourself yeah. out of that angry. So emotion. many, like I've seen 
situations where I've even heard people say, you're so blessed to have him. I am. He is mm-hmm. amazing. So I have to do that because it is 50 50 mm-hmm. with us. You know, he does do a ton and I'm appreciative. He doesn't allow the, you know, the, the roles to, mm-hmm. I guess that is a slight role for the woman to get up in the middle of the night, but that's okay. Um, I'll take it because mm-hmm. there is like definitely a shared responsibility with, mm-hmm. with everything else. So it was just funny that, I had to tell myself, you better not, don't get, don't be like that. Don't. But you do got to talk yourself down. Yeah. Because you can get in your emotions. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I'm, I can get easily triggered. Like, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, you, when you, especially, it's one thing to have children. That's a different thing. But then when you just have the stresses of the world already on your, your shoulder, you're dealing with work, you're dealing with your own yeah. personal goals, you're dealing with where you measure um what you're bringing to the table in itself and then to worry about another human being is just like you know forget what you got going on but then it's like why is that fair because I wouldn't want nobody to say that about what I have going on so you got to bring that in real quick and be like no because right I wouldn't want him to say that about me why would I put that out there about him? That's that's wrong. Okay. You know what I mean? And I immediately apologize. I didn't even say it to him, but I apologize in my head. Like I shouldn't have even thought that because just because I am doing uh-huh. X, Y, and Z, that still shouldn't negate the fact that you are a human being too and you're carrying your own stressors. And if you know your person and you know how they deal with stuff, uh-huh. that's how you bring stuff in like if you know your person is not typically someone that opens up or talks about every process that they're going through and you see that they're having their own weight it's just like ah who am I because maybe I do talk about it maybe I do share maybe I do go through my and they don't that's not fair for me to put that like you ain't got nothing going on I'm doing x y and z but I'm like wait my person doesn't even do that you know they're not they're open so I can't even use that as a talking point. Exactly. So, you know, it's just, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's called that. Those are like rebukes of the spirit in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the conviction part. And I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that that's a very, oh, that's still a part of me that's aware. Mm-hmm. And that I do get those moments like, uh-uh, don't do that. Cause you wouldn't want that done. That's funny because I it like when I so th- I mean it happens you know yeah you human <laughs> and so one particular night I think I may have even slightly said yeah um, it was a rough night we were both the COVID yeah and he it was he was going through a sleep regression and so you know he was he was so just poor thing just screaming and wouldn't go to sleep fighting it sleepy but just would not go. And my sweet Xavier has just been knocked out all sweet this whole time. <laughs> and then he gets up and offers a solution. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure, you know, he's going through his sleep regression. And he's like, no, he's not. Oh, my God. Yes. So, <laughs> How dare so, so the say. next day, um, I was praying and I was like, Lord, if I need to apologize, please just put it on my heart like Kristen why you even ask you know you need to apologize (laughs) (laughs) the fact that you had to say that (laughs) 
Like, I just need, you know, like, I just need one more little sign to do it. But uh, yeah, like you said, right. I'm really well, thankful for that part of just the, the convictions being there. Because it, it goes a long way, you know, being able to yeah. admit it, like, when you mess up. Accountability. You is, exactly. Is, exactly. It's a lot, though, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to know, even in the presence of someone that you want to be. I know how I've dealt with this so much. You want to be perfect. You don't want to have imperfections. You don't want to be a disappointment. That was a big struggle for me. And then then to live with someone that can just see all of that, it's like, oh my gosh, I hate it here. Like, I want to go back to living by myself. I don't like it. Like, how dare you see me moody? How dare you see me irritated? Right. Hear you. Like I had this under lock and key. You I know only showed I mean? it if I wanted to. It, exactly. It came out when I wanted it to come out, and I dealt with it when I needed to deal with it. Now I gotta. Now you gotta see it, and you gotta see me deal with it. This is not fair. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I think sometimes we just we're naturally. Yeah. It's natural for us to respond to them in a negative way. It's, it's natural for us to bite back. It's natural for us to just kind of lash out because the same way they see us, all right, cool. Well, you gonna see all of it then. Chairs is turning. Chairs is flipping. Angle snapping. <laughs> Neck rolling. Chairs <laughs> flipping. Did you already say that one? You said no, that one. I, I, I said chairs is flipping. Oh, okay. I'm throwing stuff. No, I'm not really. You so. crazy? <laughs> not not at the person. Just maybe in the vicinity of the person. <laughs> just don't step in my way. Right. Step at your own risk. Right. Right. Proceed with caution. Yeah. You no, know, it's just being able to come back and even in those moments because that's the hard part. Coming back and saying you're sorry or I apologize. I was out of character, and this is how I was out of character. Not just apologizing for the general consensus. We can all do that. Mm-hmm. Right. We got a deep dive. Yeah. Like, man, I did. Like, what like, you apologize I was looking, I was looking you at did? you through a fork, and I saw you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> the way you over there slurping oh. that spaghetti. How you slurp? Oh, oh Lord, no, whole another conversation. All right. But I mean, I just think it's, I just think it's interesting. Like, I'm be honest with you, relationships to me, I, I, I think are so overrated. <laughs> but I think it is a great way. <laughs> I think they are so. <laughs> I think I think society or just upbringing did us a disservice. I was not ready. I was not prepared for what comes. You know, like it's so much transparency. Mm-hmm. It's so much transparency. I think any I don't think you can pre you can be prepared. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody can be 100% prepared because mm-hmm. it's two individual people in the same like even if you that date part. somebody and you stay at their house and they stay at your house it's still different. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you may argue about certain things but there's something about like being under the same roof and it's just like oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. All the time. All the time. Yay. Yeah, you know, I mean, and yeah. it's like I told I told him one day, and they live, you know, they one way. It, that part, that that living, it's just like understanding. I I feel like this. There should be like a crash course of 
you got to know your soul first. You have to become aware of knowing who a soul is, knowing what a soul is, and knowing what it takes to cherish your soul. Because the moment you are ignorant to those things, you see them as a human, and you see them as a male or a female, and you you kind of can just dispose of them at will, not realizing that you can do damage to them too. So if you see them as a soul first, and you, you're more conscientious of what am I doing to this person? What am I building in this person? You know what I mean? So you, you become more uh, apologetic. You take more accountability. You do stuff like this, love language. You want to know more. What can I do to make sure that I am a light to your path instead of someone that's always knocking you off course, mm-hmm. always making it hard for you? You know what I mean? Being a like, so I, I remember very vividly God had gave me like this vision. You know, visions are, they can happen in your awake state. And this was right when we had started dating. And just summary, it was like, he told me the moment I got out of spirit, I would start operating in my emotions. And I I wrote the whole thing down because he gave it to me in a poetic form. And at the end of the the vision I had, I had asked him, I said, can I share this with him? And he was like, no, because he's not ready for it. So I'm a fast forward. We had Nala already and we were, we were, we were going through it. We were in the thick of it just because I never lived with a, a male before. I've never been a mom before. And here we are forcing to, two new things at one time. And it was a lot for me, but Uh I started, I was always emotional. Like everything was emotional. I was just so emotional. Like it was one thing to be emotional for hormones, but I was just, I was in it. And that vision came back and hit me like a smack in my face. And I said, Ooh, I'm in my emotions. I no longer see him as a soul. I see him as Terrell and I done messed up. Because now I'm dealing with him based on my emotions. I'm not dealing with him based on, not, I won't say dealing, but I'm not seeing him as a soul anymore. Now I've lost sight because we got emotion battening emotion. Who's standing? Nobody's standing. Mm-hmm. And so nobody's growing. So the same thing is still mustering and still growing because nobody's taking it up by the root. And I knew that was my responsibility because God gave it to me before we even got here. Mm-hmm. And I got away from it because I got caught up in being in my emotions. You know, I got caught up in what life mm-hmm. was doing. And when you do that, you can tear a person up. You can mistreat a person. You can throw them off their whole course just because you're not operating in the gift that you're supposed to be operating in. And I knew our relationship was completely different because that was the first thing that God gave to me. So I was like, what am I doing? Like, I got to, I got to get it together. But it was like a rebuke because at that point in my life, I didn't even think God could hear me. So I was just like, I've been praying and you ain't said nothing. You ain't revealed nothing. I wasn't having no dreams. I wasn't wasn't writing. It was nothing, such a dry land for me, like dry. (laughs) And that hit me and I said, oh, and I went right back to my phone and I pulled that vision up. And I read it and I was just like, oh my gosh, 
you talking about crying like a baby just because just because you're in a relationship with a person is just not because it's just supposed to be oh big house kids white picket fence no there's there's divine levels to it that's why i believe that there are soulmates and that's why i believe there's soul unions and soul ties and when god does reveal your person to him you got to cherish that yep you got to make sure that you are looking at them as that soul first because you're you have some responsibility there you know what i mean especially when you are aware that's what's that I don't know if it is it the scripture is better to know God than to sin than to not go know God and sin. Like when you are aware of that type of responsibility, guess what? Mm-hmm. You are now held accountable. Exactly. And them tests gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. And but that, that I think that's the key that we we can all learn from. I mean, it's listen. We were born to the world, selfish, like as babies. They think about themselves. They don't hunt. They don't know any better, you know, but it's, it's, I need Mm -hmm. taken care of, you know, and as we grow up, that's just not a natural part of being a human. We think about ourselves and that's okay. But when it comes to relationships, when we are able to think about the interests of the other person, you know, that that's big. Because like you said, we really do have the power to build up or tear down a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially our person person, mm-hmm. our significant mm-hmm. other, um, because we're the closest mm-hmm. to them. Um, and so that is, that's big, like, and it kind of goes back to the love languages, <laughs> understanding what they need. If mm-hmm. I can give you what you need, you're going to be full to give me what I need. Mm-hmm. It's selfless act yes. and it causes you guys to grow, you know, mm-hmm. not, not perfect. Like you mm-hmm. said, let's right. definitely not definitely yeah. takes time, takes years, but that's the key. Like being selfless again, not easy, not natural, but if you have right. that desire, if you have that desire to see that person, like you said, as a soul, Gosh. Yeah. See them that, that way. Really I mean, hurt. I think it, it really does change yeah. this point. To me, it did. It really did. I was just like, oh my God. Like at the end of the day, I'll I will always be like, you know, I want you to be happy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want I want all your goals and dreams to come true, whether it's with me, without me, mm-hmm. whatever. I genuinely want that for you. People have done me wrong. I would be the same way. Like, I can't help it because I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not, I just don't think it's fair. <laughs> Nobody should be miserable. I just don't think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for my person, if he's happy yeah. and we're in the same house together, you would want them, wouldn't you want them to be happy so you can have peace in your own home as well? Like, oh, 100%. Man, like, right. I'm glowing, I'm glowing. Right. You know, we rejoice together, in other words. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Real Talk with Toya, Lex, and Chris. We'll talk to you soon.